Hey, it's Todd coming to you from the Verona Sports and Spiritual Library here in my apartment in Verona, Wisconsin. And it is a wonderful evening here in Verona. So, I'm going to be reading from the uh, Recovery Bible, the uh, New Living Translation, the uh, Personal Size Bible. What I'm reading about, too, is that I'm reading that. Um, this is tied in the movie this bible is has the bible inside it but it also has the uh the way the program is uh intertwined with the bible and uh in back in uh back in 1939 they finally the big book came out and uh i believe the the time of uh, the first, one of the first meetings of Alcoholics Anonymous in 1935, from what I've heard. So what happened is that uh, they used to take the big uh, Bible to to the meetings and read out of that, but um, they came up with their own Bible, and uh, they came up with their own book, the big book. And... Anyway, so what I'm going to read is, here is called uh, Menahem Rules in Israel. And this is the, it's a reading, so I'm just going through the book. Right, at that time Menahem destroyed the town of Tapaua and all the surrounding countryside as far as Tiza because its citizens refused to surrender the town. He killed the entire population, ripped open the ripped open the pregnant women. Menahem, son of Gadi, began to rule over Israel in the thirty ninth year of King Uzziah's reign in Judah. He reigned and he reigned in Samaria ten years, but Menahem did what was evil in the Lord's sight. During his entire reign, he refused to he refused to turn from the sins that Jeroboam, son of Nebat, had Israel so to commit, had led Israel to commit. Then King. Tilapilaser of Assyria of Assyria invaded the land, but Menahem paid him thirty-seven tons of silver to gain his support in tightening his grip on royal power. Menahem extorted the money from the rich of Israel, demanding that each of them pay 50 pieces of silver to the king of Syria. So the king of Assyria turned from the turned from attacking Israel and did not stay in the land. The rest of the the rest of the events in Menahem's reign and everything he did are recorded to the book of history of king of Israel. When Menahem died the son Pekah Pekahiah became the next king. 
So this talks about uh, So I'm going to read this is the, uh, the reigns of King Shalom and Pekahiah of the Northern Kingdom show us what other, what often happens to oppressive personalities who refuse to, who refuse to face their need to recover. Both were assassinated after their long, or after their brief stint, at their brief reigns. Shalom had been an assassin himself. So he died the same way he had risen to power. Pekiah was killed by someone very close to him. If we tend to be, if we tend to be oppressive in our relationships, we need to be careful. These people may tire of our abuse and either destroy us or abandon us to our inner victory. I'm sorry, abandon us to our misery. Well, I thought that was wrong. <laughs> All right, so Pekahiah rules in Israel. Pekahiah, son of Menahem, began to rule over Israel in the 50th year of King Uzziah's, Uzziah's reign in Judah. He reigned in Samaria two years, but Pekahiah did what was evil in the Lord's sight. He refused to turn from the sins that Jeroboam, son of son of Nebat, had led Israel to commit. Then Pekah, son of Remaliah, the commander of Pekahiah's army, conspired against him. Fifty men from Gilead, fifty men of Gilead, inspected the altar and made offerings on it. He presented a burnt offering and a grain offering. He poured out liquid offering, and he sprinkled blood of peace offerings on the altar. Then King Ahaz removed the old bronze altar from its place in front of the Lord's temple. Between the entrance and the new altar, placed it on the north side of the New altar. He told Uriah the priest Use the offering, the evening grain offering, the king's burnt offering, and grain offering, and the burnt offerings of all the people as well as their grain offerings and liquid offerings. Sprinkle the blood from all the burnt offerings and sacrifices on the new altar. The bronze altar will be for my personal use only. Uriah's, the, Uriah the priest did not, I'm sorry, Uriah the priest did just 
as King Abbas commanded him. Then the king removed the side panels and basins from the portable water carts. He also removed the great, the great bronze basin of called the sea from the backs of the bronze off from the from the backs of the bronze oven. I'm sorry, from the bronze oxen. Man, wow! And placed it on the placed it on the stone pavement. In defiance to the king of Assyria, he also removed the canopy that had been constructed inside the palace for use on the Sabbath day, as well as the king's outer entrance to the temple of the Lord. The rest of the events in Habaz's reign and everything he did are recorded in the book of history of kings of Judah. When Abaz died, he was buried with his ancestors in the city of David. Then his son of Hezekiah became the next king. Hoshi, Hoshia rules in Israel. Hoshia is... All right. Stop that one right there. And... This is chapter 17, and this is going to be uh, Hoshea, Hoshea rules in Israel. Hoshea, son of Elah, began to rule over Israel in the 12th year of King Abaz's reign in Judah. He reigned in Samaria nine years. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight, but not to the same extent as the kings of Israel who had, who ruled before him. King Shalmaneser of Assyria attacked King Hoshea. So Hoshea was forced to pay heavy tribute to Assyria. But Hoshea stopped paying the stopped paying the annual tribute and conspired against the king of Assyria to take take Assyria's power. When the king of Assyria de- discovered his this treachery, he selected Hoshea and put him in prison. He seized Hoshea and put him in prison. So 17, chapter 17, 1 through 23 on the bottom here. This chapter records the progressive degeneration of the northern kingdom of Israel, leading to its dysfunct destruction and exile. The reign of Hoshea was the straw that broke the camel's back. He led Israel through the final climatic climatic period of sinful denial, which ended in Assyrian exile. Notice that the nation of Judah is criticized for making the same mistakes. Following 
following the same evil path towards judgment and asylum. The southern kingdom of Judah should have seen the consequences of Israel's disobedience and pursued and then pursued recovery. Have you have, have we ever criticized others for their for their addictions and noted the consequences of their actions? If we have, we should be careful to to head. We should be careful to head in the opposite direction. We must avoid Judah's terrible mistake. All right, so what we got is going on here to Samaria. Yeah, okay. Samaria falls to Assyria. Then the king of Assyria invaded the entire land. And for three years he besieged the city of Samaria. Finally, in the ninth year of King Hosea's reign, Samaria fell, and the people of Israel were exiled to Assyria. They were settled they were settled in colonies of Halah along the banks of the Haber River in Gozan and in the cities of the and in the cities of the Medes, the Medes. This disaster came upon the people of the Israel because they worshipped other gods. They sinned against the Lord, their God, who had brought them safety out of Egypt and had rescued them from the power of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. They had the following, they had to follow the practices, the practices of the pagan nations. The Lord's, the Lord had driven from the land ahead of them. And as well as practices of the kings of Israel, had introduced. The people of Israel had also secretly done done many things that were not pleasant, that were pleasing to the Lord, their God. They built pagan shrines for themselves in all their in all their towns, from the smallest outpost to the largest walled city. They set up sacred pillars and Asherah poles at the top of every hill and under every green tree. They offered sacrifices on all the hilltops, just like the nations the Lord had driven from the land ahead of them. So the people of Israel had had done many evil things. Arousing the Lord's anger. Yes, they worshipped idols, despite the Lord's sacri- specific, despite the Lord's specific and repeated warnings. Again and again, the Lord had sent 
prophets and seers to to warn both Israel and Judah, turn from all your evil ways, obey my commandments, obey my commands and decrees. The entire law that I recommend, the entire law that I command, commanded your arresters or your ancestors to obey. And I gave you through my servants, the prophets. But the Israelites would not listen. They were as stubborn as their ancestors who had refused to believe in the Lord their God. They rejected his decrees and his covenant he made with their ancestors. They had despised all his warnings. They worshipped worthless worthless idols, so they became worthless themselves. They followed the example of the nations around them, disobeying the Lord's command not to not to in, initiate them. They rejected all commands of the Lord their God and made the two calves from metal. They set up Asherah pole and worshipped Baal, 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 <laughs> and all the forces of heaven. They often sacrificed their own, their own sons and daughters in the fire. They consulted fortune tellers and practiced society sorcery. Practiced sorcery and sold themselves to evil, arousing the Lord's anger. Because the Lord was very angry with Israel, and he, he swept them away from his presence. Only the tribe of Judah remained in the land, but even the people of Judah re refused to obey the commands of the Lord, their God, for they followed the evil practices that Israel had introduced. The Lord rejected all the descendants of Israel. He punished them by handing them over to those attackers until they had banished Israel from his, from his presence. For when the Lord tore Israel away from the kingdom of David, they chose Jeroboam, son of Nebat, as their king. But Jeroboam drew Israel away from the following the Lord and made them commit a great sin. And the people of Israel persisted in all the evil ways of Jeroboam. They did not turn from they did not turn from those sins until the Lord finally swept away. Until the Lord finally swept away from his presence, just as all his prophets had wanted. So Israel was exiled from their homeland to Assyria, where they remain to this day.
foreigners settle in Israel. The king of Assyria transported groups of people from Babylon, Kutha, Ava, Hamath, and Sephar Vayam. Sephar Vayam, I should say. And resettled them to the towns of Samaria, Samaria, replacing the people of Israel. They took possession of Samaria and lived in its towns. But since those foreign settlers did not worship the Lord, whom they first arrived, when they first arrived, the Lord sent lions among them, which killed some of them. So a message was sent to a king of Assyria. The people you have sent to live in the towns of Samaria do not know the do not know the religious customs of the God of the land. He has sent them among them, he has sent lions among them to destroy them because they have not worshipped him one not worshipped him correctly. The king of Assyria then commanded, Send one of the exiled priests back to the back to Samaria. Let him live there and teach the new residents the religious customs of the God of the land. So one of the priests who had been exiled from Samaria returned to Bethel and taught the new residents how to worship the Lord. But those various groups of foreigners also continued to worship their own paths, their own gods, in town after town where they lived. They placed their idols at pagan shrines. And the people of Samaria, had, that people of Samaria had built, those from Babylon worshipped idols of their god, Sakath-Banath, those from Kata worship their god, Nergal, and those from Hamath worshipped Ashima. The Avites, the Av, the Avites, Worship their gods, Neba, Nebas, and Tartak, and the people from Sephir, Sephirim, even burn their own children as sacrifices to their god, Adrama, Adramalek, and. Anima and Anamalek. These new residents worship the Lord, but they also also approved these new residents, real residents, worship the Lord, but they also appointed from among them all sorts of people as priests to offer sacrifices at their places of worship. And though they worshiped the Lord, they continued to follow their own gods, according to the religious customs of the 
nations from which they came. And this is all, this is still going on today. They continue to follow their, their former practices instead of truly worshiping the Lord and obeying the decrees, regulators, regulations, instructions, and commands. He gave the descendants of Jacob, whose name he changed to Israel. For the Lord had made a covenant in the descendants of Jacob and commanded them, Do not worship any other gods or bow before them, or serve them or other sacrifices to them. But worship only the Lord, who brought you out of Egypt with great strength and powerful arm. Bow down to him alone, and after sacrifices only to him. Be careful of all times to obey the to obey the decrees, regulations, instructions, and commands that he wrote for you. You must not worship other gods. Do not forget the covenant I made with you. And do not worship other do not worship other gods. You may you must worship only the Lord, your God. He is the only he is the one who will rescue you from all your enemies. But the people would not listen and continue to follow their former practices. You know, it's so, so interesting to me because, anyways, just wow. But the people would not listen and continued to follow their former practices. So, well, these new residents worshiped the Lord, they also worshiped their idols. And to this day, their descendants do the same. Yeah, you know, I, uh, thinking about that, how many people told me they, you know, they pray, they read the Bible, they do all this stuff, you know. And they're, they're farther, they're, they struggle. It's, to this day, it's more and more enticing to be a, a person who uh, a person who idols has, you know, who who likes the who you know loves God, but also has loves idols, you know, and uh, this person does. This person is so damn easy to compromise with us today. You know, for me, it's just, I try, you know, and I try my best, but I could try harder, you know. And it's not about me, it's about the God. It's about God. It's about really releasing myself to God and not holding back anything. And just saying, hey, you know, here, have me. And that's the problem that I've seen with with a lot of people today is that we're 
were worshiping different different idols. Kind of one. There's one God. That's the the word of God. That's what we need to live by, and that's what Todd needs to live by too. So that's the thing is for me, you know, if if I can just realize the fact that what I'm reading today is the book, is the law, is you know, and that's what I need to realize because I love it. But I have a tendency to get way off track. So, uh, anyways, I'm going to go on reading here. But yeah, this is good stuff. Very good for me to learn, to learn and listen. Well, I want to be good stuff, right? So, Hezekiah rules in Judah. Hezekiah. Son of Abbas began to rule over Judah in third year of King Hoshea, Hoshea's reign in Israel. He was 25 years old when he became king, and he, he reigned in Jerusalem 29 years. His mother was Abijah, Abijah the daughter of Zechariah. He did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight, just as his ancestor David had done. He removed his pagan shrines, smashed the sacred pillars, and cut down the Asherah poles. He broke up the the bronze serpent that Moses had made because the people of Israel had been offering sacrifices to it. The bronze serpent was called Nehushtan. Hezekiah trusted in the Lord, the God of Israel. There was no one like him among all the kings of Judah, either before or after his time. He remained faithful to the Lord in everything, and he carefully obeyed all the commands of the Lord had given Moses. So the Lord was with him, and Hezekiah was against the king of Assyria and refused to pay him tribute. He also conjoined, he also He also conquered the Philistines as far as distant as Gaza and its territory from their smallest outpost to their largest, to the largest walled city. During the fourth year of Hezekiah's reign, which was the seventh year of King Hosea's reign in Israel, King Shal, King Shalman, King Shalman Aser of Assyria attacked the city of Samaria and began a a siege against it. Three years later, during the sixth year of King Hezekiah's reign, the ninth year of King Hosea's reign in Israel, Samaria fell. At that time, the king of Assyria 
exiled the Israelites to Assyria and placed them in colonies in Hala, along the banks of the Haber River in Get in Gazan, Gazan, and the cities of Medes. For they refused to listen to the Lord, that their God, and obey Him. Instead, they violated their co- covenant, all the laws that Moses, the Lord's servant, had commanded them to obey. King Hezekiah made radical break from the evil ways of his father Ahaz. Hezekiah stated stated faith and commitment to the Lord gave him the courage to stand against Judah's sinful sinful past and take significant steps to rebuild his kingdom God God's way. His honesty in assessing the spiritual state of his kingdom and his willingness to break from its sinful ways made him made for one of Judah's greatest kings. Because he was faithful to the Lord in everything, the Lord caused him to be successful. If we want to sac- if we want to succeed in recovery, we also must be honestly admit our failures and do all we can to rebuild our life God's way. So, all So Assyria invades Judah. In the fourteenth year of King Hezekiah's reign, King Zenashergab of Assyria came to attack the fortified towns of Judah and conquered them. King Hezekiah and sent this message to the king of Assyria at Lachisti. I have done wrong. I will pay whatever tribute money you demand if you will only if you will only withdraw. The king of Assyria then demanded a settlement of more than 11 tons of silver. 
and one ton of gold. To gather this amount, King Hezekiah used all the silver stored in the empty and stored in the temple of the Lord in the palace of treasury. Hezekiah even stripped the gold from doors from the doors of the Lord's temple and from the doorposts he had overlaid with gold and his and he gave it all to the Assyrian king. Nevertheless, the king of Assyria sent his commander in in crisis. It held Nevertheless, the king of Assyria sent his commander-in-chief, his field and commander, and his chief of staff from Lachish with a huge army to confront King Hezekiah in Jerusalem. The Assyrians took up a position beside the aqueduct that feeds water into the under feeds water into the upper pool. near the road leading to the field where cloth is washed. They summoned King Hezekiah, and the king sent them, sent these officials to be, to meet with Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, the palace administrator. Shebna, the court secretary, and Joab, son of Asaph, the royal historian. Alright, so 18, 9 through 6, 18... Chapter 18, 9 through 16. Although Hezekiah was one of Judah's best kings, he responded exactly as his father had at the threat of a Syrian invasion. Hezekiah trusted God with the smaller things, but at the kingdom, Hezekiah trusted the, trusted the very enemy who was attacking him. Our addictions have the same effect on us. We chose to, we chose to trust in the things that are hurting our life rather than in the God who, who created us and desires recovery for us. Putting our life into God's hands is the only way to experiment experience true deliverance. All right, so Sennacherib threatens Jerusalem. Then the Assyrians' king chief of staff told them to give this message to Hezekiah. 
This is what the great king of Assyria says. What are you trusting in that makes you so confident? Do you think that mere words can substitute for military skills and strength? Who are you counting on that you have rebelled against me? On Egypt? If you lean on Egypt, it will be like a reed that splinters beneath your weight and pierces your hand. Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, is completely unreliable. But perhaps you will say to the, say to me, we are trusting in the Lord, our God. But isn't he the only one who insulted, was insulted by Hezekiah? Didn't Hezekiah tear down his shrines and altars and make everyone in the Judah and Jerusalem worship only at the, at the altar here in Jerusalem? I'll tell you what. Strike a bargain with my master and king of Assyria. I will give you 2,000 2, horses if you can find what many men to ride on them. With your tiny army, how can you think of challenging even the weakest contingent of my master's troops? Even with the help of Egypt's chariots, and charioteers, charioteers, charioteers. What more do you think we have invaded the land without the Lord's direction? The Lord himself told us, attack this land and destroy it. Then Eliakim, son of Hilkiah and Shebna, and said, Joab said to Assyrian chief of staff, Please speak to us in Aramic. For we understand it well. Don't speak in Hebrew, for the people on the wall will hear. But Sennacherib's chief of staff replied, Do you think my master sent this message only to you and your master? He wants all the people to hear it. For when we put this city under siege, they will suffer along with you. They will be so hungry and thirsty that they will eat their own, their own dung and drink their own urine. Then the chief of the staff stood and threatened and shouted, I'm sorry, and shouted. <laughs> then the chief of staff stood and shouted in Hebrew, to the people on the wall, listen to this message from this great king of Assyria. This is what the king says. Don't let them, don't let Hezekiah deceive you. He will never be able to rescue you from my power. Don't let him fool you into trusting in the Lord by saying, the Lord will surely rescue us. This city will never fall into hands of Assyrian of the Assyrian king. Don't listen to Hezekiah. These are the terms of the king of Assyria is offering. Make peace with me. Open the gates and come come out. Then each of you can continue eating from your own grapevine and fig tree and drinking from your own well. Then I will arrange 
to take you to another land like this one, a land of grain and new wine, bread and vineyards, olive groves, and honey. Choose life instead of death. Don't listen to Hezekiah when he tries to mislead you by saying, the Lord will rescue us. Have the gods of any other nations ever saved the people from King of Assyria? What happened to the gods of Hamath and Arpad? What about the gods of Sepharvaim, Hena, and Iba, Iba? Did any gods rescue Samaria from my power? What god of my nation has ever been able to save its people from my power? To So what makes you think the Lord can rescue Jerusalem from me? But the people were silent and did not utter a word because Hezekiah had commanded them. Do, you un- do not answer him. Then Hezekiah then Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, the palace administrator, Shebma, and the court secretary, and Joab, son of Asaph, and the royal historian, went back to Hezekiah. They tore their, they tore their clothes in despair, and they went in to see the king and told him what, this, what the Assyrian chief of staff had said. So it's 18, chapter 18, 9 through 16. Although Hezekiah was one of Judah's best kings, he responded exactly as his father had at the threat of a Syrian invasion. Hezekiah trusted God with the smaller things, but at the threat of invasion, he looked elsewhere for help. Rather than trusting the God who gave him his kingdom, Hezekiah trusted the the very enemy. So yeah, he, he looked everywhere for, for help rather than trusting God who gave him his kingdom. Hezekiah trusted the trusted the very enemy who is attacking him. Our addictions have the same effect on us. We choose to trust in the things that are that are ruining our our life rather than in God who created us and desires recovery for us. Putting our life into God's hands in the only way to experiment to experience true deliverance. I think I read that before, but it's uh, it's amazing how we how we listen to the wrong people and how we do what feels most comfortable to us, and uh, you know, we look away from God. 
God tells us something, we look away. I did the same thing today. You know, am I, am I happy? No, I'm sorry, God, but, you know, I just can't work my program. I can't do the 100%. I fail. I'm a sinner. And um, I need to do better. I know that. So, I need to listen better. I need to concentrate and abide. That's the only way that I'm going to get through life. I know that. So, anyways, thank you. Nobody else told you they love you today? I do. And I say that with the power of love. Thanks.